the Mishcon Innovation Series. Insights from founders for your future business. In association with Jazz Shapers, with Mishcon Derea. We are delighted to present our new and accessible mini-series, the Innovation Series. Aimed at young professionals, the Innovation Series sits within the Jazz Shapers offering, helping to navigate career choices and provide the confidence to get ahead. I'm Natasha Knight, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Ruby Rort, CEO and founder of Wooka, which stands for Wake Up, Kick Ass. In 2019, she was listed as one of the top 100 women in femtech. Ruby is disrupting the feminine hygiene market with UK-designed eco-friendly period underwear that completely replaces tampons and pads. We'll be diving into Ruby's childhood in Nepal. I, I remember like growing up, I had to sometimes pin the washable pad that my mum made, the sari rags, uh, into the underwear. Her lifelong fascination with science. Very much after graduation, I was like absolutely determined to find a job in the area that I studied at and the steps she took to succeed with Wooka. Start at the small scale. It is very easy to get overwhelmed with like so many choices. All that and more to come. Thank you so much for joining me, Ruby. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's really honor <laughs> again. <laughs> it's our pleasure. So the first thing I'd love to ask you, we're gonna circle back a bit, have a nostalgia trip, and I'd love to know about your time at school and in education. If you enjoyed school as a whole, did you excel in any subjects in particular? I actually enjoyed uh, going to school. Until day, I really missed the school days. I was quite geeky uh, in school and always wanted to excel and be the first. So we were not many girls in our class, actually, only 12 of us. And I was uh, top among the girls and third in the class. So my mission was like, how can I beat those two boys who were ahead of me? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, favorite subject being, I think I really loved science since very young. I grew up in an Asian culture. So basically, you either become a doctor or an engineer. Those were the two careers that you were given <laughs> to choose for. So I, I was actually following that path, like, to become something like doctor, engineer kind of way. Yeah. I mean, of course, you've got a background as an environmental scientist. So has that always been something running through your blood? Were you always quite a fan of science and how it kind of interacts with the natural world? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I was so fond of botany. I used to walk around any forest or any garden and I would be easily able to tell all the plants' name and their scientific names as well. <laughs> you know, like that kind of geek uh, about it. So has I've always been like a massive fan of like being in the nature, learning about animals and plants. The the environmental science that I did here in in OU, Open University, was slightly different because then we had to start delving into like uh, geography and also um, more like um, waste that we create so much in the environment. And um, I, I, I particularly remember this course, we did um, a waste management system in Heathrow Airport and pretending the Heathrow Airport is like a tiny town and how much waste it creates. And it was astonishing, you know, and then you say that at the larger scale, at like a UK or the worldwide scale, I mean, the amount of waste we produce is huge. Mm -hmm. Does that tap into actually, I know you've got a new venture, Food Waste Ninja. Is that very much something that you've wanted to really bring to the forefront in your work? Oh, absolutely. I think that was the, after graduation, my main focus was like 
there is so much of waste problem. People don't see this. You know, the world is just full of consuming and consuming and nobody really cares about like what happens to the end life of that product that we don't use or ends up in landfill. Very much after graduation, I was like absolutely determined to find a job in the area that I studied at. And after a year of like stumbling into like quite a lot of like charity works and NGO and project and stuff, I decided to create a job for myself. And that's how the Food Waste Ninja started. So what was it then? I mean, we've already touched upon it, but why did you decide to go into, I guess, Waka kind of, it straddles industries of retail, but it's also sustainability um, and women's healthcare. So tell me a little bit why you decided to go down that path. Food with Ninja was definitely the start of my entrepreneurship. Um, I would say even when I did the Food Waste Ninja, I went to a charity group and then and they told me that, okay, this project won't go ahead because no school would like to participate and they don't have time and all this kind of thing. Did deflate me, but also get, gave me a reason to prove myself, prove them wrong, you know, like prove myself that I can do it. And when Sainsbury's funded it, basically it just gave me that hope. Mm-hmm. And while I was going and talking to so many schools about the waste problem of the food, then I started looking into like other parts of human life, you know, that creates amount of waste. And, and and as a part of it, like I remember going to one of the school here in St. Albans to, a, uh, to high school and talking to girls about like reusable menstrual product and the choices that are available in the market. And that that is when I saw this massive gap in the market that there was no, not a single reusable product that was comfortable and easy to use. Such as like, just like you're wearing your underwear, you know. And um, I, I remember like growing up, I had to sometimes pin the washable pad that my mom made, the sari rags, uh, into the underwear mm. so that it didn't move and shift. And I think that was basically the the eureka moment for me was like, can I stitch the reusable pad in the underwear? So it becomes as easy as just putting on your pants, you know, taking it off, washing, drying and using it again. And basically that's the idea that I went with. I think the whole reusable industry is like very little invested in terms of like the scientific evidence and stuff. I mean, till till a month ago, nobody ever did like a life cycle analysis of any of the reusable product. So we started on period pants and found out that period pants have got like five to six times less carbon emission than your single-use disposable tampons and pads. And that applies to your reusable nappies as well, you know. The amount of nappies that ends up in landfill, oh my God, it's it's very, very, quite a lot. Especially if you look at like the childcare setting and everything where they are like compulsorily made to change the nappies every four hours, five hours. Can you imagine from one children in a day, you get like, I don't know, two, three nappies just going up to the landfill. I mean, for you, when really was, especially with worker, what was a big step up moment for you? When did you realize that the company had not just huge potential, but huge demand? I think the Kickstarter campaign that we ran in November really gave me a hope that, okay, we are definitely onto something because we got fully funded in two weeks. I had zero experience of that. I have to reach out to press to talk about the new product launch and everything, which um, I see now with like other startups they are doing. And I feel like, oh my God, I totally missed that. Um, but <laughs> regardless, like zero publicity and just word of mouth, yeah. we managed to get fully funded in two weeks. 
So that really gave me that hope, like, okay, there's definitely people looking for alternatives and we just need to tap into the market. And looking at it, and that means we pay at pants is like less than a percent of the whole feminine hygiene sector. So it is very still tiny, but the potential is so big. You can literally saturate the whole entire supermarket with reusables. You're right. The potential and the excitement is palpable. It's such a burgeoning market. So it must be so exciting to be a part of. But what would you say to anyone that was interested in pursuing a career in wellness and, and women's health and sustainability? If someone's interested in kind of getting into this field, what would you say to them? I think start at a small scale, something that I learned. And I think one of the reasons that we became successful was when I launched, I only launched with one product. It is very easy to get overwhelmed with like so many choices and willing to give so many choices to people, but create a product that is actually does the job and stick to it for a quite a bit of longer period of time till you get the grasp of all idea of like how to run the business. Because easily you will get like quite a lot of people come in and telling you like, oh, can you do this in like different style, different colors, um, or with any other wellness product as well, I think so. And you will get like overwhelming feedback, but um, I guess stick to one thing and do best at one thing before you start uh, diverting or you know, trying a few other different things. I guess the other thing I would definitely would say is like, don't get put off by how much it costs to set up a business. There are so many things that you can hustle your way through in the early stages. Make a prototype, you know, talk to your friends and families. I think, I think that is the best way to get started before investing so much money and thinking that you have to invest so much money. Um, I, I cl- clearly remember this two-day MBA course that I did in, in London called Lean Startup Machine. And basically, the idea was you go pitch your idea, and if people love the idea, they will form a group, and you create a business there and then. So that's how lean you should be. You should not think that, okay, these are the things that are going to be obstacle in front of me, but like do a small steps at a time and hustle your way through the first stages. And that's exactly how I did it. A very sage advice, I think. Very practical, which is exactly what I was after. What would you say then is the most rewarding aspect of your job and the industry that you occupy? I think the most amazing thing that always happens is like every day I go and I look at their feedback and review that has come through on a daily basis. And there are mornings where I just sit down and cry because it's quite overwhelming to see like. The, the product that you have created has so much impact on a person's life. So we've got like parents who have got kids who are neurodivergent and who absolutely hated anything in the market and have found VUCA and they just come back saying like, it's just completely changed my daughter's life, my life on how we manage period at home. You know, those kind of story really, really makes my day and really makes me proud more than anything else that it is actually doing something good to the people around the world. And and obviously, yes, the the effect of it is like the environment, just the conversation about period, which often are like quite hushed and shushed. So I would say like, yeah, it really makes me feel proud that we are like a business that is very purposefully driven, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, totally. What's been the greatest learning curve you've made over the course, course of your career within WorkAware? Um, has there been a standout moment where you really had to, take stock of 
the lessons that you've learned was yeah was there a standout moment for you gosh every day feels like learning day every day feels like I'm going back to school <laughs> and learning things from scratch I had zero background in business like zero from there to coming and running a business having a team yeah. I think has been like a huge learning curve but I would say as as a person something that I never did and has been like a, a massive thing is like forming a team. I think I n- I never realized that how important your people around you is, mm. um, who works together, who have got the same same passion as you have, to to drive this, you know, and and reach millions of people. And I feel that has been like one of my biggest, yeah, like and proudest moment. I think so, like having a team, and I hope to make this bigger and. It become like a huge Wuka family one day. <laughs> I love it. The Mishcon Innovation Series, in association with Jazz Shapers, with Mishcon Dereya. Find out how some of the best business leaders started out. Each week, the Mishcon Innovation Series dives into a different industry and asks our entrepreneurial leaders how they got there. They reveal what worked, what went wrong, and how they fixed it. Perfect for budding business people looking to access an entrepreneurial world.